This episode of Star Wars Tonight is brought to you by Geek Fuel, a monthly subscription box for geeks and gamers alike. Get your free Star Wars bonus item by going to geekfuel.com slash Star Wars Report. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Star Wars Tonight, episode 37, a number that is important not only for being a really, really tired Kevin Smith reference that some of you listeners might be way too young to understand, but is also important because it's the one that Riley asked Bobby Roberts to host, and that's me, Bobby Roberts, podcast force ghost at large, and normally this show doesn't use this theme music, but there was no way in hell I wasn't going to do this show and not take flight. Let's go! of today, we have 28 days until Star Wars. There's today, and then 28 days later, ravenous, rage-fueled zombies will have taken over Britain and will prove to be real annoying pests for Scarecrow and Miss Moneypenny. And that's all before they wind up at the Ninth Doctor's weird army. It's, this is a really long extended movie reference. That's not actually what's going to happen in 28 days. No, it's going to happen in 28 days. I'm sorry. This is, uh, Riley, you... You paid for this. (laughs) You asked me to host your show. This is the sort of stuff that you paid for. You, I broke it. You bought it. Now, what's going to happen in 28 days uh, is that you, listener, me, guy who's ruining Riley's show, and our guest, Joseph Tavano of Brews and Blasters and the Mighty Retro Zap Empire, will be watching Star Wars Rogue One. How you doing, Joe? Hello. You know, 28 days later, that's all I keep on thinking of as you're doing this big intro, you know, like remember at the beginning, he's in London and it's all empty and he's going, hello, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the only way I could I could intro this. And the music keeps building and building and building. And then he like moves up onto the car that's completely yeah. empty and he just barely brushes it. And you jump completely out of your skin so fast <laughs> that it's just a skeleton and a bunch of organs left to the bottom of the couch. That is seriously one of the best scares. Uh, it's, in- it's, it's a great it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it it deserves another look if you haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we've already gotten completely off topic. So uh, let's get yeah. back on it because we only have we only have a half hour on Star Wars yeah, we're, tonight. We're doing short format here. This is going to be a challenge for us. Yeah. So uh, first of all, I want to thank all of the Patreon subscribers to the Star Wars Report and Star Wars Tonight. Thank you so much for uh, supporting Riley and supporting uh, quality Star Wars podcasting. We should just jump right into it. Um, there's always news happening in the Star Wars realm, especially yes, yes. the the closer we get to uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh, today's Star Wars news that we're going to jump on, a new poster came out. Dolby Cinemas released a, uh, a new Star Wars poster. It's kind of new, actually. We've seen this before, haven't we, Joe? Yeah, I think it was Russian one, maybe, or, or one that looks uh, vaguely Eastern European. I think we saw something of this like yeah. um, with the, the helmet that's reminiscent of Return of the Jedi and uh, like the Endor like cap caplet. I don't know what you'd, you'd call that. Yeah. In the water. This is uh this is great though. It looks like it's been clearly translated mm-hmm. um, with the, and, and the reflection of the rebel symbol just shining down. It, it's, it's a, it's a striking and moving uh, mm-hmm. uh, poster. I, I like it a lot. I wanted to ask you, is this your favorite of the uh, Rogue One posters? There's been quite a few. Actually, I think there's more Rogue yeah. One posters than there were uh, Force Awakens posters. Like it, if you, which one of these Rogue One posters would you deem the most wall worthy? Oh, the wall worthy poster. I mean, 
can I defer to the, like waiting for the Mondo one to come out? But uh, my uh, my buddy Bill, he loves those Mondo posters, and I've been he's been showing me so many of them. I'm I'm, I'm falling in love. Mm-hmm. But hmm, I, I love the ones with the Death Star plans on the faces. The, the, that probably was like the one that hit me the most. I'm like, oh, it's the plans. It's the plans right there. <laughs> like, look at that. I I like that, and it just has so many connotations towards what their destiny is and what their you know, it's ri- like literally written on the side of their face. So it's so imprinted upon them that they can't escape it. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that foreboding that it has by being just broadcast right there. Yeah, I was I was actually sort of surprised there wasn't uh, an, an alternate version of the poster that had all of those faces, sort of like the way they have those standees and they're doing that. Oh, uh, yeah. They're doing that uh, arg game or whatever. You text in some stuff <laughs> to a phone. I don't know anything about it because I'm old and I don't really I remember when I played our games. It was the year two thousand five. Yeah, they hid they hid a cell phone in a cake and they stuffed it in a bowling alley locker. And then when we you fa- ran from one city to the other, trying to decipher the clues, and all you got was a message from the Joker, and he laughed at you. Um, but uh, but uh, so which one? So which one of these posters is the is the wall worthy? It's the uh, any one of the the faces. So wait, now you got to pick a face though. Because they didn't K2SO. do K2SO. K2SO was my boy. There you go. Good call. That's a real good call. I like. All right. So would you say uh, that any of these Rogue One posters is better than either the uh, Drew Struzan Celebration Force Awakens poster or the actual no. theatrical poster for TFA? Better. I mean, it, it, it's evocative of a much different feeling. Mm-hmm. So the, the grittiness of the, of the war and the, the, the somberness of, of this movie is being caught in these photos. Like, this is... This is serious. This is a war film. I feel like this this one, this poster we're looking at right now with the, with the helmet is very reminiscent of Full Metal Jacket. I, I feel like it's meant to inspire those same ideas, and uh, that's that's really interesting. TFA had a totally different feeling. I mean, it was lightsabers all over the place. It was color. It was the the head mountain sort of like that very classic a return to the the theatricality of Star Wars that maybe had been lost for a while. So. I feel like it was. They had two different missions, and they both are achieving them equally. Mm. Um, the the one poster I didn't like was the original Rogue One poster with them running diagonally. Oh yeah, it it, it just it seemed off. I don't I didn't like the placement of. I, I don't know. I, I didn't like the composition. Mm. Uh, totally. I, I can't I can't say no to Drew Sturgeon. I, I, I just can't say no. <laughs> Although one of the things that I uh, I still don't understand why we're not if any series is going to have the leeway to sort of buck marketing tradition in the 21st century it's going to be star wars why aren't we going back to those illustrations why aren't why aren't the ollie moss posters the ones that are getting stuck in theaters and why are they only getting sold for 35 bucks on mondo uh for the five minutes that they're open before the site crashes you know that's why why aren't we doing that like did you see the the poster for uh kong skull island that just came out the poster in the trailer amazing that's amazing that that looks like ollie moss that is yeah they didn't get ollie moss so i mean he's probably not happy because that's money out of his pocket but i mean (laughs) that's some that's that's ollie moss inspired that's a beautiful poster that's going to catch some eyes you don't need giant floating heads all the time they got really close with um i think it was the imax poster where it's it's sort of like the the pyramid of heads like you just said but tilted on its side a little bit uh Mm -hmm. there's no vader head and there's no plans but sort of the layout of it really appealed to me and i was like that would be just one more click over the top into brilliance and automatically wall worthy if that was a phil noto illustration of the imagery i'm seeing you're killing me with yeah phil 
I, I have three things to say. Okay. <laughs> First, the, the the best poster I think was probably for for Rogue One. It had some Force Awakens too. The Celebration Europe poster mm-hmm. was fantastic. That was maybe my favorite Rogue One poster. Two, right now we're running with these posters and this marketing effort not being done with the artist's eye approving them. Mm. These this is being done by marketing departments. I work in a marketing department. Yeah, there are there are budgets and there are other concerns that are that are coming into play. And we're we're I don't think that that idea of hey we can get Ollie Moss to do this, but we can also just get someone who kind of mm-hmm. can do kind of like Ollie Moss, and that's cheaper. Mm-hmm. And I, it's possible those decisions are being made at the marketing level for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, third, let's get Ollie Moss or Phil Noto or both in here <laughs> as the Star Wars poster guys. I want those. Those two to be the artists, mm. or uh, I'm sure there there are a number of great candidates that I'm not even thinking of. But my gosh, do I love those two? Oh no, um, Ali Moss uh, is is front of mind right now because I was just recently on the uh, the Star Wars Podcast Alliance Facebook group. Uh, Tyler Westhouse mm-hmm. runs that. Um, love and, it. And there was a guy, or maybe it was the fullest Sith Facebook group. One of the two. I'm on Facebook uh, in the little private group, so nobody can see yeah. all the notifications when I keep slacking off at work to talk about star wars um and someone was trying to figure out what wall decorations they were going to put up in their uh in their house because they got permission to basically just star wars out just one room (laughs) they couldn't put the star wars stuff in the living room they couldn't put it in the kitchen but they were allowed to have one room in which star wars could decorate and my suggestion was Pick an Ollie Moss design, be it like the covers to those young adult novels that came out earlier or um, mm. and any of those Ollie Moss things that he does because he works in very bold, simple imagery. It's not too complicated. It's like two or three colors at most. I was like, take yeah. that, project it onto where you want that image to go, trace around it and then paint. <gasps> yeah, oh, you basically gosh. have like a, a four or five foot Ollie Moss design perfectly replicated on the side of your wall those sorts of ideas are much more easy to carry off when you have bold iconic imagery of the kind Mm -hmm. Ali Moss traffics in. And if you're listening right now and you're thinking, what do I want to do in my star Wars room? Try and find some Ali Moss star Wars imagery. If you can get a hold of a projector and some, uh, some latex paint for your, for your walls, that might be an avenue you want to go down. It's going to take a little time. It's going to be a lot harder than simply just buying a poster, buying a frame, uh, you know, leveling it and hammering in some nails. But it's going to be very impressive, I think, if you get it done correctly. Uh, speaking of posters, a really awesome poster is one of the things you could end up getting if you sign up with tonight's sponsor, Geek Fuel. Geek Fuel. Hey! Geek Fuel ships out an awesome monthly mystery box for geeks and gamers each month featuring goodies worth at least... but you're only dropping about $15 a month plus shipping and handling. Every box has an exclusive t-shirt, a total of five to seven geeky items that could include stuff like special edition toys, vinyl collectibles, coffee mugs, collectible pins, wearables, uh, posters like I was talking about, comics, books, and downloadable indie games and tie-ins to those games, and they're full games, not demos as well. And because you, dear listener, are a Star Wars fan signing up, you're going to get a free bonus Star Wars item in that first box. And that bit of Star Wars loveliness is going to be at least a $10 value. So it's not like someone's going to doodle a stick figure Darth Vader on a post-it and sort of throw it in your box. No, you're going to get some real honest-to-goodness Star Wars stuff in that first box. So if any part of that sounds interesting to you, go to geekfuel.com slash Star Wars Report and sign up. All right. Now, 
The poster wasn't the only new image we got today, uh, aside from... They just released uh, some emojis for iMessage, actually. Uh, did, yeah. did, have you seen those? My favorite is the, the space monkey is the emoji for lull. <laughs> I did I did see those. I'm not able to use them. I, I just got the Pixel XL myself. I'm loving ooh, it. Ooh. But uh, yeah, no, no, no iMessage emoji. So Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the other big image-based bit of news that we got were moving images in the form of a brand new behind-the-scenes featurette intended to give you an idea of Garth, Ger- Gareth Edwards' level of fandom, uh, the visual similarities between this and the original Star Wars, and a look at some new background creatures as well. Uh, Joe, did you see this featurette? I did. I loved it. Ah, What jumped out at you the most? Because uh, I'm betting you watched it at least two times. I, I only watched it once. Yeah. I have to be honest with you. I was in the middle of work. <laughs> My work day as it came out, and uh, I'm lucky I got to it once. Diego Luna is what what stuck out to me the most and his passion for Star Wars growing up. You know, you don't think about that and you don't really care about that when when these people are cast. They're there to to portray a character on the screen for you, the viewer. <laughs> you know, that that's what they're there to do. And whether or not they have a direct connection growing up with Star Wars or not, that doesn't matter in in the long run. But it's also cool when they do. Yeah. It's just great. It's great to hear the stories. It's great to hear the passion. Mm-hmm. And uh, that really, really stuck out to me. So what are, what are these new creatures? I, I, I might not have uh, taken in the new creatures. I might have missed those. Well, they, they sort of zoomed by real quick. And some of them you might have probably been familiar with because they're just sort of variations on already familiar creatures. Like there was a an R2 unit that was all silver. It wasn't the Raiders oh, yeah. R2 fan. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you seen that one? Uh, there, I think it's like C2B5, but he's basically, uh, if an R2 unit was a Raiders fan, there you go. Mm-hmm. And he's now my, he's yeah, my new yeah, favorite yeah. R2 unit. I have, I have uh, two versions of C2B5 right now. I have the, the Elite Series and I also have it's not the black series, but it's it's just the three and three quarter inch mm-hmm. uh, astromech. He's fantastic, and the the gold the, the silver one. It was a silver one. Yeah, uh, came with him in a four pack. Oh, very. And cool. I, I have that one too. Yeah, so oh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's right. I need to get that four pack. Actually, I remember you talking about that, and I was like, I typically don't go in for too many collectibles, but the, all those droids look cool to me, and I can see them being They're lined really up. Cool. Yeah, standing guard at the back of my desk with K2. <laughs> just sort of like, yeah, don't, don't approach. Don't approach the Hobbit's this corner. Is my, this is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is my wolf pack of, of droids. <laughs> <laughs> but there was like a silver one. And uh, I'm, I don't know if the R2 builders actually built it. All of its, uh, all of its flaps and arms were, you know, <laughs> bouncing in and out. It was, it was tripping out. It, it really was. Yeah. Um, and there was a, uh, uh, a Mon Calamari that was sort of hanging out with Diego Luna. Actually, Anthony Bresnikan of of Entertainment Weekly hinted that um, that Mon Calamari in the featurette, uh, you're going to get a little bit of a profile on him or at least know who he is uh, in tomorrow's uh, Entertainment Weekly or maybe not in the magazine proper, but he's going to post about it. You're going to find out a little bit more about that guy the way you found out a little bit more about the, you know, the rebel pilots that were showing up on the tops cards and such. So you'll get a little bit more background. That kick butt uh, female pilot as well. It just got released last week. They they released her name too. Mm-hmm. Looks at the fighter ace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone thought that it could be yeah. Evan Verlaine, but it turned out not to be. Yeah, that's it, fine. a little bit of a disappointment there because Evan was uh, was a cool character. But yeah. uh, I can't wait to learn this character's story as well. But I mean, you can sort of tell that it wasn't going to be uh, the character from the Princess Leia comic, just simply because the age wasn't going to line up. And plus, you don't need to have everyone from every story 
tied into every other story. Like, you know, we, we saw yeah, that like happen. A, Jessica Pava. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, and sometimes it's cool. Like, it's pretty cool to have Snap Wexley be in The Force Awakens. You know, like that. I liked it. That's that's pretty awesome. But on the other hand, whenever someone new pops up and is sort of cool looking, we don't need to necessarily immediately jump to who are they and what's their right. their deep intricate backstory that ties in super tightly to the Skywalker saga. Like we, eh, sometimes it's just cool to have a cool new character. Um, and you need I'm, new threads in the rope. Exactly. You know? oh, that is a great way to put it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, our final bit of uh, business here with uh, the, the news of the day uh, is in the wake of the bombshell that Carrie Fisher dropped. I'm using using bombshell sarcastically here. The bombshell that Carrie Fisher dropped about her and Harrison Ford uh, having a having an affair during Star Wars. Uh, But Carrie Fisher made sure to let people know uh, that she did give Harrison Ford the heads up uh, before she talked about their secret relationship. That wasn't at all a secret because she's been talking about it for the last 30 years. They both have. They both have. Uh, they, they were both on record saying this. No, yeah, I remember. They're, they're, I remember. I think she's she's mentioned it in a speech for some sort of Harrison Ford celebration. Uh, I'm <laughs> yep. fairly certain I've seen her talk about it on VH1. I know I've heard Mark Hamill pout about it. <laughs> like, Man, I was on set. I was like, oh, maybe I can hook up with this Carrie Fisher lady. But it turns out, no, she's hooked up with the. But she wanted to make sure <laughs> that everyone out there knows that she talked to Harrison about it before she went ahead and put the detail in her book, which I think is interesting well, simply nice. because it's the first time that she has uh, written solely about her her experiences with Star Wars. Have you ever read any of her yeah. stuff before, Joe? I read a little bit of Postcards of the Edge years ago when I probably was too young to read it. Mm. And uh, no, it, it, she's she's a fantastic writer. Yeah. She she really really is. I love the voice that she carries a story in, and uh, she's 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 amazing. Um, I think that's you know she, I I love her acting, but I feel like her true talent, like her, her amazing gift, mm-hmm. is her ability to write, and uh, she's been doing that right along for you know close to close to thirty years now, mm. and that's. You know, that's that's fantastic. What was your reaction when this amazing bit of uh, show stopping news hit your feed? I don't I don't get like all the paparazzi yeah. uh, gossip a lot of times. I don't I don't care who, uh, who who's, you know, hooking up with who and who's in a relationship with who. I don't I don't care about those things when I'm at the supermarket and, and in line checking out. But this mm-hmm. I care about this. <laughs> I want to know more. <laughs> I'm going to read this book. I, I you know, I, I saw uh, Billy D. Williams last week at um at Rhode Island Comic Con, and I just wanted someone to get up there and talk about, you know, t- tell me about the partying on the set. Just don't tell me you can't remember. Just tell me what you can. I just want to hear about it. We all know you guys had a good time when you were on set. Just let us know. Mm-hmm. Bring us in. It's been it's been they're in their age. They're they're their senior years. They're their sunset years. I. I just want to know the history, the unofficial history. Yeah, it, 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 it's fun. And I'm, I think it's cool that she's coming out with it. It's not super new news, but let's uh, I'm, 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 I'm very salacious about this. It's, it's very much a uh, <laughs> and I think, <laughs> yes, you're, you're salacious crumb about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, I, I'm not going to do the laugh. No, thank you. That's because salacious crumb is an awful <laughs> character. It's terrible, terrible. Ah, oh, you wound me. <laughs> I wound you. I, I plucked out your heart like Salacious plucked out 3PO's eye. Yes. Uh, I apologize. Oh, no. I apologize, good sir. Um, but I do think, though. Riley, you did this. 
<laughs> yeah, this is your fault, Riley. The main reason that she uh, made sure to say that uh, Harrison was notified is because I I don't I think people are automatically just going to try and see if they can get a fight going between uh, Han and Leia, essentially. And she's already oh, yeah. like, no, no, I I did the work. Uh, some people are actually worried about uh, Harrison's first wife. Like maybe she didn't know. And I was like, well. I was she born. Did. I was born the year that it happened, and I knew like two years later. So <laughs> they got divorced in nineteen seventy. Odd in the like kindergarten. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> like the divorce <laughs> happened in nineteen seventy nine. I'm fairly certain uh, Harrison stepping out on his wife while making Star Wars was one of the key aspects as to why that that marriage faltered. I'm fairly certain that was well known, especially since um, here's another deep, dark secret about Harrison Ford that you might not know and might pop up in Carrie's book. Um, He is a massive stoner. Oh, yeah. He gets baked on the regular. Him and Kenny Baker, I would imagine, had some of the most epic smokeout sessions in the history of 70s cinema. And that's really saying something. Um, So I I just need to know. I just want to know. I want to know about Kenny. (laughs) You know, just let us know what the party was like. You know, these guys, it was it was the swing in 70s. They were having a great time. Well, And I can't imagine that there's a scenario in which Harrison is stoned out of his gourd with an angry wife yelling at him and he doesn't just let it slip like yep that was that was me that's i did it i'm it happened (laughs) because you can just see him being sort of a callous jerk about it in that way as he roasts another bowl and then falls asleep with like half of a ham on his chest like you can envision those those sorts of scenarios happening with harrison ford Um, exactly. So, anyway, so that that was the big uh, that was that was the big bit of gossip with regards to Star Wars. So if you were worried that um, Carrie was talking out of turn, uh, she made sure to at least let Harrison know that it was going to go down. And the book is coming out soon. It's called uh, The Princess Diarist, I believe, is what it's called. And uh, yeah, I like it. I highly suggest that you guys go out and uh, pick it up, uh, specifically for, as you said, Joe, those behind the scenes tidbits. Like we are very much steeped in behind the scenes everything. We can basically yeah. be on the set via time travel through the the Rinsler books, the books that the Rinsler books were based on, uh, the numerous documentaries. <laughs> like this is one of the most documented film series uh, in the history of film. So you can almost feel like you were there, but there are still some stories that have been untold. <laughs> and this is going to give you a pretty good idea of what it was like to be 19 year old Carrie Fisher. And that's absolutely a head that you want to crawl in uh, and, and, yeah. cl- and close the little ear muffs behind you um as you go venturing on a crazy <laughs> drunken pill filled adventure um it's it's going to be some fun reading i think so uh anyway that should do it <laughs> for that star- does it all right <laughs> <laughs> for star wars tonight episode 37 joe tell them about you tell them where to find you all right i'm over at retrozap.com we have a great team of writers and podcasters over there tons of shows tons of great articles releasing daily you can also find me on my show brews and blasters it's uh it's a lot of fun over there we're just having a good time me and my buddy chris salton sometimes bobby roberts he comes on every once in a while sometimes riley blanton he's on there too we're just having a good time over there we're talking with star wars as if a bunch of friends just getting together having a couple of beers or not and uh you know open open some figures talking about the news of the day 
having a lot of laughs. That's what we do over there at Brewers and Blasters. All right. So thank you very much for uh, for coming on. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you for not feeling uh, bait and switched about your first appearance on Star Wars tonight, not being with Riley. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a pleasure as always, Bobby. I love, love talking to you, man. All right. Riley will be back for the next Star Wars tonight and uh, the next Star Wars report. This is not going to be a regular thing, listeners. Uh, although I hope that you enjoyed yourself uh, for, the, for the brief moment that I was allowed to get my hand on the steering wheel uh hopefully i didn't put it off a cliff like toons is the cat uh and uh <laughs> if you want to make sure that riley sticks around for as long as possible again go to his patreon page uh kick down some shekels some ducats uh and and help riley continue to keep bringing you uh the star wars podcast goodness that he does and we want to especially thank uh, a new patron named gary I, I would give you Gary. more. All, all the notes say is, uh, Gary, thank you, with three exclamation points. Um, hopefully someone texts you the same. Uh, use some of those iMessage emojis. Get that space monkey going, lol, uh, all over your screen. Uh, and, and thank you for, uh, for helping Star Wars Report bring you all this wonderful podcast goodness. Uh, I am Bobby Roberts. You can find me on Twitter at BobbyRobertsPDX. Thanks for listening. Uh, and there was no way that I'm not going to close out this episode without using the theme music. I'm not supposed to be. I'm. I'm they let me in the house. <laughs> they gave me free run of the pantry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna indulge. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get the munchies, and you're getting them too. The audio munchies <laughs> of all the the wonderful theme songs uh, and audio bits and bobs that we're not normally supposed to use on on Star Wars tonight. You got them. So uh, on behalf of Joe Tavano of Bruise and Blasters and the mighty RetroZap.com empire, on behalf of Riley Blanton and the Star Wars Report, I am Bobby Roberts. May the force be with you. <laughs>